When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that. And uh, forget the money. Uh, because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Welcome back to Footwork. I'm Dylan. I'm Sean. Each week we're bringing stories and tips from around the globe as we dive into our journey abroad. Outlining what it takes to follow our dream and hopefully yours, even if it's not soccer. Preach. Yeah, preach. So, so Sean, big gates. I'm doing well. Life's good. Life's uh, good. Quarantine is slowly lifting. Mm-hmm. For those of you out there, Germany, we're in Hamburg right now and... Uh, Pretty much all stores, supermarkets, everything is open. You just have to wear a mask. Starting to, Keep yeah. your distance. Mm-hmm. 1.5 meters to be exact. Zwei meter. Zwei meter. I've been yelled at yeah. a couple times. Yeah. Dylan, for some reason, has a bad rep with old people here. And yeah, he just, it's not the first know, time. It's not the second time. But, yeah, I, just, I was trying to grab some bread. And I just, like, I guess I got too close to this lady. And she yelled Zwei meter at me, and I just and ironically like, came closer as she said it. Zwei is two, by the way, yeah. two meters. Two meters. Yeah, and sorry I just about was that. like, I just said in truly going like, excuse me, and I just walked away. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, I was not having any wanna, part. I don't want to fight. No fights today. Um, yeah. So other than you know, other getting than yelled fights. at, yeah, yeah. trying to get some bread. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to get that good bread. <laughs> other than that. Other than that, yeah, life's good. It's slowly, uh, it's slowly getting lifted, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bundesliga is playing May 16th, first game. First second second Bundesliga, Bundesliga as well, yeah. Exciting. Uh, no fans. No fans, but they're playing, which is a sign. It's, it's a good sign right for direction. our leagues, yeah. Uh, for me, my team has two trainings next week, but they have to be like four to six players per group on the field. Mm-hmm. So just we'll do some passing and shooting, no like uh, one-on-one. No contact. No contact. No contact things. But at least the fields are open again. You know, they've been closed. So it's a step in the right direction, and I think, you know, there's a chance that we will play again. Yeah, it's hopeful. I know um, I saw that the chancellor said that the worst is behind us in Germany, yeah. Yeah. which was, um, you know, a nice thing to hear. Obviously, still got to be safe and yeah. and take precautions, but um, without getting into this whole COVID mess, yeah, it's... it's We're heading in the least, right direction. Yeah, it's it's helpful. It's hopeful. Right. Hopeful. And you know that, that goes to show why we've been training the way what we what we've been doing for training. Yeah, exactly. And training so hard, pretty much as soon as we couldn't train with the team anymore, we were at it. We got right after it back yeah. in March. Yeah. Um, because we had the idea. I mean, the longer this has gone on, it's become more clear. If we do play again, if the season comes back, we're gonna play two games a week. For yeah, sure. there's no doubt. So, our idea behind training this whole time was we need to have our body and our legs specifically ready to play two games a week. Yeah. And perform at a hot, the highest. And I mean, still, like, there is no such thing as soccer fitness. Like, you right. can't, you can train interval, and we've yeah. been doing a lot of strength, yeah. trying to build that muscle, yeah. so that, you know, we won't get as fatigued as easily. 
you really won't gain that until you can't repeat that until you're actually playing. Yeah. But we're doing as much as we can in order to, um, you know, be ready for that. I saw something today that they are looking to allow five subs a game now to help deal with these cushions of two games a week oh. because it might be too taxing on players. Really? Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. It's very interesting, though. The Graham. Hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. But it's not, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> update. It seems logical. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. But not even the physical side. I mean, like, a big thing has been this whole... Mental, exactly. Yeah, it's just a cloud of uncertainty. I mean, you have thing. no idea what's going to happen. No. We don't know where we're going to play next season. Nope. Um, because both of our contracts expire this season. Yeah. And I think a lot of players are in this position. Yeah. But at this point, you all we can do is just control the control the controllables. Yeah, what we and everything control, else is yeah. totally out of our control. First off, it's out of every team's control because it's the government ultimately making the decision. So yeah, we definitely don't. We have, have no say whatsoever. So what we can do is be as fit as possible, be ready to play, mm-hmm. so that when it does start, every team has two weeks to prepare. So you have two weeks of team training, and then you have your first game. So it's not it's not a lot of time. No, it's not a lot of time. And it's and not you enough can't even time do that to much. get fit. You know, yeah. you have to be every every person individual has to be responsible for their and own. If fitness. you overtrain in those two weeks, there's going to be injuries yeah, in those injuries. first games. Hundred percent. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and you know, at the same time, if we are you know really ready to play, there's certainly going to be players that uh, aren't taking this serious. And they're not training, you know, they're not doing the things we're doing because to them, this is just for fun. But, you know, we see ourselves as, as professionals. This is what we do. Yeah. And, you know, the guy, Inky Johnson, I've mentioned him before in a previous podcast, but he has a great quote and he talks about perspective drives performance. You know, how you view what you do will always affect how you do what you do. Yeah. You know, and, and from, from day one, I mean, for a long time now, I viewed myself as a professional player. Regardless if I had a side job or I wasn't making any money from this, yeah, totally my agree. mentality was that I'm a professional. What do I need to do mm-hmm. to get to the highest level? Mm-hmm. And what would professional players be doing? And I should not be doing anything less than them. And if anything, I should be doing more than them because yeah. I'm not there. I'm not at their level. Yeah, no, it's They're already playing the Premier League. Yeah. So if I want to get to their level, I can't just do what they're doing. No. I have to do more than what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, because you're already behind. I'm you know? behind already. Yeah. I'm already stepped behind them. Yeah, that's mental, that's diet, that's physical, that's fitness. So that's... There's so many things to dial in. Mental, diet, physical preparation, mm-hmm. You know, studying the game. There's so many things that you can do that you can always do more to prepare yourself for when you get the opportunity. Yeah, you know? and I like how you, how you said that kind of, it's, it really comes back to identity. And your mind, in a way, really shapes your identity. 100%. And there's a great book. Uh, Atomic Habits, James Clear. You showed me this, actually. Right. It's one of those life-changing books, I think. Um, it's all about breaking habits and you know, or trying to keep good ones yeah. always flowing. Yeah. Um, but they have this very, very interesting anecdote about, um, say, you want to quit smoking. Right. You used to smoke and you want to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. If someone offers you a cigarette, instead of saying, no, I'm trying to quit, Right. You say, no, I'm not a smoker. Yeah, exactly. Because in it's just a, a way for you to trick your brain. It's kind of like a fake it until you make it thing. Right, right. So that you become this identity and then it's easier to break those habits that you've like right. really developed over right. the years or in the reverse to develop those habits. Yeah. So you want to be a professional footballer. Exactly. These 
I'm I, a professional footballer. Right. Now I'm going to do this with this, this, what they exactly. do, and even better what they you know, do. You know? I mean, and you can break this down. When I first started, this was like as simple as what am I going to eat? Yeah. Would a professional f- footballer eat this? I've done so much research, yeah. And if the answer is no, then I'm not eating it. Mm-hmm. Would a professional footballer drink this? Mm-hmm. No, he wouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Would they do this? Would they do this? This, yes, no, and so on. And everything, everything I think of now, a lot of these things I don't think of anymore because I've already done this for years. Oh, they've become This you. is just instilled in me. Yeah. Because this is, part this, of is, your this, identity. is this is my identity. I'm yeah. a professional footballer at this time. Yeah. I'm gonna put everything I can into this. Yeah. And I'll do more than the next guy. Mm-hmm. No one's working as hard as me. No one's doing as more. No one's, you know, reading books about diet and how to Damn, keep bro. performance. We're gonna have and, to pause this. I gotta yeah. go work out. <laughs> I'm fucking hyped right now. Yes, exactly. Stop. But this is just a mind thing, and exactly the the Atomic ba- Habits is a great book for many different types of habits. But that smoker uh, analogy is great because. You know, yes, that has nothing to do with sports, but it's the same thing. It's, it's not I'm a smoker and sorry, I'm trying to quit. Mm-hmm. Because that means that I'm still a smoker. And at this very moment, I don't want the cigarette, but, you know, in an hour, I might smoke. Yeah. Whereas if you say, I'm, I'm not a smoker, I don't smoke. If someone offered me a cigarette, there's a 100% chance I'm going to say no now mm-hmm. and no tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And if you just switch that mentality and you can get that mindset, you're just not going to do it. Yeah, it's absolutely. just not you. Mm-hmm. You would never do that. And then you really just flip that switch, and it kind of—I mean, obviously, this sounds so much easier than we're pretty, Of course, of course. Know? But you kind of, like you said, you got to fake it till you make it. These are just little tricks. And once you get, you know, your body past a certain point, or your mind past mm-hmm. a certain point, you don't think about it anymore. Yeah, it's second nature. Yeah. And um, you know, I have a story in terms of thinking of being a professional footballer. Sophomore year. This is two thousand thirteen. Sophomore year of college. Sophomore at year of college at the Oneonta, Oneonta, yeah. The Oneonta State <laughs> University. I got shit for that from a friend because yes. it sounds like the Ohio State. Yes. The real OSU. The real O. Here we go. O. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, yeah, so you could fact check fact check this on my Instagram, but I put a post. Uh, I posted a picture of me and Winnie and Volpe. two buddies back from school. Yeah, still, they still played with us time. on our college team. They yeah. played with us on our team and. It said, you know, Europe crew, right? And on this day, November 11, 2013, I said that I'm going, after I graduate, I'm going to Germany to play professional. Why? Because I saw this video of Dinamo Dresden, which mm-hmm. at the time was playing in third Bundesliga. Yeah. And they had a video of 40,000 fans just rocking. It's the third I mean, tier. Third tier. Third league. And the stadium was bouncing. Yeah. 40,000 people. It's nuts. I mean, the video is unbelievable. When I saw that, though, I saw it on Twitter, of all things, and I was like, oh, that's where I'm going. Yeah. Like, I want to play professional. Crazy. This is what I'm going to do, and that's where I'm going. And here I am, one league below that. You manifested point. that shit. That's one league above me. And yeah, I mean, say what you want, but like, that was just in my mind. Yeah. And then everything I did up until now, this is almost seven years ago has been getting me to this point. Yeah, it's just crazy because you could have landed anywhere. Like, we've yeah. touched on other episodes, like, we're at the mercy of teams that want us. Right, right, right. And the fact that you are in Germany right. and you're close to that goal and that video that mm-hmm. you saw, that's absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it like that, it is crazy. I mean, it's crazy that I could potentially play them. Yeah. That is... Like, you could, I could play them in a cup game. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the same fans that were in that video would be at the game, like... That's crazy. My little nineteen-year-old self. Well, I mean, this. it's gonna happen. You gotta. It's your identity now. Yeah, it's fast. Yeah. It's gonna happen. 
You'll, you'll get a podcast update on this once I play them. Yeah, absolutely. But um, that, the manifestation thing, I think, is a... It's is a real a, thing. Yeah, it's a, it is a real thing. And it's not just going to happen just from, you know, just from thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've ever seen the documentary The Secret, mm-hmm. I think there's some good things in there. But, yeah. like, overall, I think it just is misleading because it makes a you... A lot of shenanigans. Yeah, and it just makes you think, like, oh, if I just think it, it I will become... But it's all that. No, there's a lot together. of work that goes into it. But that manifestation, I think, is a big part of it. Like, not as cool as a story, but um, before I got my first contract in Australia, we were doing um, combines, which for those of you who don't know, are basically tryouts where you, you kind of play in front of scouts mm-hmm. and agents, and they try. And if you play well, then you can get contracts. Right. So before this soccer visa. Um, which is a company yeah, yeah. offers trials yeah they offer trials they're an agency they're a lot of things shout out uh, Joe and Soccer Visa um, before that combine that you were at with me mm-hmm. um, I wrote down on this big poster I will get a contract by the winter now the the combine was November so I thought I'm going to play well with this combine yeah. And I'll get that contract. Within the next few months. You're Within the next something. few months. Within the next few months. Sure enough. I mean, we touched on it. I got that contract to Australia. Mm-hmm. And I looked at that every night before I went to bed and every right. time I got up. Right. And it was something that was instilled in me. So I think I like tricked myself into dreaming about it. And right. I tricked myself to be obsessed with it throughout the day. So that when I was working, right. that's what I was thinking. You know, right. I was that, pushing for that. That's That's what I've, you know, just from reading so many different books is... That's the mentality difference that I find in myself and other people is that I think about how to become the best player I can literally all day long for probably the past seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. Like everything, it's an obsession, isn't it? It is an obsession, but yeah. it's like I don't have to be actually playing to think about how can I get better because there's so many other ways that I can improve myself. Yeah. I mean, it could be like something as silly or not silly, but as stretching. My flexibility. Yeah. Because if I stay flexible, I'm not going to get an injury. Hardly silly. It's not hardly... It's not silly at all. Yeah. But, like, it's not something that people think about. No, but it's not top... So it's many, not like top so three, many five. different things that you can gain an edge. Yeah. And these little 1% edges that you gain on your opponents, it just... They add up and they add Absolutely. up and they add up. Yeah. And at this point, someone who want, wants to start now from where I started seven years ago, they don't have time to catch up. Yeah, we've said it before and we'll say it again. Make your goals attainable. So yeah. even if these are just little 1% increases... You, are you keep better. making a 1% exactly. increase each day, Facts. think about it, man. You're exponentially, you're going to shoot up. 100%. And I think, you know, today, uh, just the main theme that we're going to be talking about is the mental side. Right. Pre-game, like we've said, post-game. During you know, game. During game. Um, like getting those contracts like right. we did, manifesting, that was a huge part. Right. That visualization, mm-hmm. well before we even got a contract, was huge. Right, right. And then you can, even that visualization before a game is right. even bigger. So, so touch on that for me. Okay. Before a game, what do you do? I was going to ask you. You beat me to it. <laughs> before a game, what do I do? Um, are you talking like habits or like, what do you mean? Like mentally? Yeah. So we're going to, we'll touch on, we'll diet and stuff in a, in a different episode. But mentally, what are you doing before a game? Well. Night before a game. Night Let's before Night before a game, like I... I'm thinking about scoring. Or I'm thinking about assisting. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about getting on the ball and just like, you know, just having fun. Mm-hmm. And that carries right into the first whistle. A lot of times, I'm not going to say I do this every time because sometimes you just, you know, you get lost in the, in the 
the the pregame, but a mm-hmm. lot of times I try and just kind of picture myself as like me playing back when I was five, six, seven, right, eight, right, nine, right, you know, right, these young right. ages and all it was was pure joy. Yeah. Now there's more stress that comes with it now. It's mm-hmm. become, you know, a you job, a passion, obsession, everything. And, you know, you just worry about things more mm-hmm. at this age, but I try and envision myself just having fun. Mm-hmm. And that's a main thing that I carry into the game. Right, right, right. And, you know, besides that, visualizing I'm going to score, you know, we're going to win. Um, I always say, like, I'm going to work harder than anyone on the pitch. Yeah. I'm going to control what I can control. Right. And then that's really my pregame, man. Like, there's not too much that goes into it. I don't try and overcomplicate mm-hmm. it. I try and have fun in the dressing room, like, beforehand. Right. I'm right. trying to listen stay to music. Loose. Stay loose. Because, like, dude, this may be our job or part of our job, but... It's a fucking game. Right. You know, I'm going to have fun. I, ch- I didn't ch- I didn't choose out. this to be stressed all the time. Right, right, right. If I wanted to be stressed all the time, I would have picked a different job. Yeah. I chose this. Sitting in an office. Because it's my passion. I numbers. love this. I have fun. I'm going to fucking continue to have fun. You got to enjoy it while you're going. Exactly. Let me flip that on you now. It's what I like to do. So I think mentally this this starts before, you know, say say we're playing on Saturday. I like leading up to the week, trying watching videos or mm. on this team or specific players. Yeah, you watch more just videos. Just see see how they play, you know, style of play. But specifically for me, I'm a defender. If I'm playing center back or outside back, whatever I think I'll be playing that weekend. You're looking at their you know forwards, looking at their, their forwards, wingers. their wingers. Yeah. See okay. the tendencies. You know, they like to come inside, right, stay outside, lefty righty. Yeah, little things like this. Um, you know, you can also see watching film what things that defenders are are they're winning mm. um, what when are the strikers losing the ball yeah you know what are they what are the defenders doing and then i'm just going to repeat that so what are their weaknesses what oh, are their yeah, strengths yeah. right mm. and then visualizing right are you visualizing you yourself doing it in those scenarios yes exactly and do you think that those scenarios ultimately always happen in the game no of course I mean? not but i think like in my mind it's just you don't want to think about these things. Okay, yeah. Right? It's they almost like it's just an nature. instinct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And then Muscle another thing I like to visualize. <clears throat> so first off, I like to visualize myself in the position I'll be playing. Mm-hmm. Or I basically can play for the, any position in the back line. So kind of all of them. And I also like to do it, visualize it while I'm in the field that we're playing at. Yeah, I like doing that too. I try and get the pictures of Because fields. now with like all, all pictures of games and videos... In my mind, I'm already on the field playing, like, before I even get there. If yeah. I've never been to this field, in yeah. my mind, the night before and the day of, mm-hmm. I've already been here. So when I get there, it's like looking around, like, almost a deja vu I did feeling. this. Yeah, I did you this. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I've been here. I've already it's done like, this. It's like, yeah, it's weird, but it's almost easier to create. And that that visualization, like, it's it sounds like it's a very easy thing, but there's there's a level of focus right that i really think stems right. from meditation right, right you know what right, i'm saying like right. i'm not saying that you won't be able to visualize mm-hmm. something but if you're trying to get into this deep visualization that right. i think we've both you know cracked some of the surface on right. like started to get into is you really have to sit there with this game with the field right with how things are playing out and stay in there you know and so, like, mm-hmm. the meditation that I do, that you do, right. I think really helps in that in that sense. Yeah, it just allows you to, to stay focused and keep focused. Yeah. You know, because ultimately visualization is you're meditating in a way, but you're not, 
you know, meditating and thinking about nothing, but rather you're thinking about specifically about a game. Or about your, in a meditation, you're thinking about your breathing, you exactly, know, it's kind exactly. of like centered and having that full right. consciousness. Right, right. What do you, what do you do for meditation? So I like to use this app Headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, they offer a free, I think you can stay free for quite a while, but I bought a, a membership. Is it a dude or a girl? Uh, there's two options. How are their voices? That's the biggest, that's the biggest yeah, thing. Yeah, that is a big thing. <laughs> and the uh, guy in the guy's, yeah. the guy's voice for me is uh, just more relaxing. It just works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if I've ever tried the girl like consistently. Mm-hmm. But, like I've just had the guy from the beginning and it just works. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've learned a lot from it. Like being able to stay focused on not thinking about anything. Yeah, I think. You know, and yeah. it's it's a weird thing that. I try to keep stay consistent with, and I seem to not do it every day, even though I say I want to do this every day. Mm-hmm. That's an attack. That's a habit that I want to get better at. But mm-hmm. um, just the idea of like seeing thoughts and just letting these thoughts pass. Mm-hmm. You know, they gave a cool analogy in the app where like when you're meditating, you're standing in the middle of a highway. Okay, cars going in both directions, and like your thoughts are these cars going by. And you'll notice yourself start to chase the car and run after the car. Mm. But all you have to do is get off the road, get back in the middle, and just let it pass. Yeah, and I then like you're going to go after another thought, mm. and you're going to start running after it and thinking about it. But mm-hmm. then realize you're doing that. Stop running. Go back to the middle of the road and wait again. Mm-hmm. And it's just repetitively doing this mm-hmm. and noticing when you're running after this car or the thought. And just get back to, get back to square one and yeah. start over again. And it's being able to do this over and over and over again. Yeah. And I find that in games, this is something that you could do. Like, you know, if a lot of things are going on and there's never, not a chance to take a breath, mm. you can do this in a few seconds. Yeah, absolutely. Just calm down. Very quickly. Relax. Yeah. Think about what's going on. Yeah. What's the problem? How yeah. are we going to fix it? And you go forward. Yeah. I think that's a huge common misconception with meditation is that like once you do it, it's good. I don't know who said it, but I remember hearing like meditation is takes up 0.1% of your day, but it's about the 99.9% of the rest of your day. Right, Because right. it's all it applying that, exactly. you know, in every exactly. situation. If you get angry, upset, whatever, just taking five seconds to, yeah. yes. to breathe, right. to center right. yourself, right. Right. and really, like like you said, let the, the mm-hmm. cars and the trucks pass. Right. Now, let's go to, to pregame, but more during the game. So for me, when I warm up, there's one thing I like to do that kind of gets me centered and just goes back to like just enjoying the game this is just soccer this is just kicking the ball around mm-hmm. when you go out to warm up uh i just like to juggle the ball mm-hmm. because at the end of the day you know i've juggled the ball as a kid i remember trying to get 10 juggles in a row yeah in my yard yeah. and then here i am whatever stadium i'm at if i'm in mongolia you if can I'm get in Germany, 15 finally i can get uh, yeah maybe 15 <laughs> in a good day yeah. but it's just the same thing just remembering, like, this is what I've been doing my yeah, whole life. It's a, it's a and the fact game. that someone's paying me to do this is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, how lucky <laughs> am I that someone's paying me to kick this ball? This is crazy. Or just hit someone, you know, left and right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's amazing. So for me, that gets my mind calm. And, like, it doesn't matter where I am in the world. It's just the same thing that I like to do over and over yeah. again. Yeah. Is there anything like that you like to do before the game? Well, yeah. I mean, I kind of like the same thing. I like to have, I like to have fun in the warm-up. I like to, I always chew gum. I like need to chew gum. I've never done that. I've never understood I don't know why. It just like kind of helps me focus. And then I try and be like, 
Have you ever seen the visit the, the video of Mesut Uzzel? Yeah, where he like juggles the gum. So and you always to try it, but then you fuck it up. Yeah, and then I have to. Like, and you're the guy that leaves gum on the field. And no, I pick cleats. up. I pick up the. <laughs> I pick up the gum, but just like don't shake hands with me. I'm yeah, just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just try and I, like you said, I try and stay loose. Mm. Um, when the game starts, you know, I I still have that fun, but I'm you know I'm I'm a different animal. Right. Kind of when that right when that whistle right tuned in. Yeah, right when that whistle starts, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my body language, everything. Right. Because I think there's so many different techniques that you can use during the game. Yeah, there's so many mi- little tricks with your mind that you could play. Yeah. Now, you just mentioned body language. What do you do for that? So, I read something years ago about this technique that some sports psychologists were giving to soccer players. Mm-hmm. Where it was, when you kind of catch yourself, whether it's a throw-in or... Um, whatever it may be, there's mm. many breaks throughout the game where you can kind of like have a second to just breathe, right. maybe think a little bit. And you never want to look down is what they said. Right. You look down you start to slunch, you become like your body language in a way. Right. They always said, use the corner flag, those flags all around mm-hmm. the corner for our, our right. non-football soccer right. friends. And you want to keep your eye level above it. Right. Oh, I love so that. it's just something about like like these little tricks, you know. Right. It's, this isn't gonna just like solve your problems mm-hmm. like that, but it's these little tricks that I've learned and I've used and you know improved tremendously in my mental side. I would right. I, you could get me out of a game like nothing back in high school. Right, right. You know, right. found me a couple times. I'm you know, I'm sir to the ref. Right, you got me. Yeah, but like it takes so much more now. Like it's yeah. it's totally different. Definitely. Yeah, and with that body posture too. That's that's you know I can relate to that where. If you make a mistake or say, like, you know, the other team scores on us, don't get all upset and sad and you slump your shoulders and put your head down and you start yelling at your teammates. Yeah. Because that's going to feed off, you know, it could be the fans, the coaches, the players, and yourself. You know, if you if you get all negative... That's bait, isn't it? You're baiting, exactly. Yeah, yeah they just see Unfortunately, you. They see you as this weak thing. You know, if you keep your shoulders up, chest out, chin high... And you say, don't worry about it. Let's get the next one. Don't worry about it. We're going to get after mm-hmm. it. We're going to score. Don't worry. Yeah. You know, don't worry about the mistake or I made a bad pass. My bad. It's not going to happen Yeah, so again. even after those, maybe that even, five seconds, ten seconds, you're a little matter. panicking, you're faking it yes. for that little bit until you You might make be it. faking it, but then you can trick yourself and actually, there, this isn't that bad. Yeah, before long, we're down just, a goal you're always tricking and we can yourself. get a goal back. Yeah. And say there's 11 players on the field, mm-hmm. I can guarantee you that four of them, three or four of them, were on the cusp of going down that negative path, feeling sorry for themselves. And you might have just helped and them. And just because you did this, yeah, they're yeah. they're back at it and they're ready yeah. to go. So you just saved basically half your team mm-hmm. because you faked it. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. now if you think if the whole team does this, you're golden. Yeah, that's a money team. Yeah, But cool. let me paint this other picture for you because a, a big thing about this game, sports in general, is not being the guy at first. Mm-hmm. So you're coming off the bench. Right. Now, we've talked about it before. You used to come off the bench and did come off the bench sometimes mm-hmm. at college. Right. Now, was there something that you did to help yourself? Is there something that you learned from that you didn't do so well coming mm-hmm. off the bench? Yeah. I think there's two, actually there's two things. So I started off, you know, at Oneonta as a freshman, pretty much played every minute of every game and had a very good season. And then Freshman of the year. And then... Uh, Sophomore year, I had a bit of an injury problem, so I played like half the games. Mm-hmm. And of course, I wasn't starting all the time because 
you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a consistent player. I'm hurt. I had a hamstring issue at the time. Mm-hmm. And when I would come into games, I would try to do too much. And okay, by I see what over you mean. committing myself and trying to make too much happen. So what, you were tr- taking players on too much or? Yeah, just making bad decisions. It's, it's, it comes down to decision making. Yeah. I was making consistently bad decisions because I was trying to show the coach that I deserve to start. Mm-hmm. But all I was doing was making, I was making mistakes and confirming what he already thought that I didn't deserve to start. And then, in, to come and off the then bench. in your head, once you make a mistake, and then it's it just, harder to it's deal just with. It's a domino right? effect. Yeah, yeah, and it goes absolutely. over and over and over again. But then, you know, junior year, I had, um, I actually wasn't starting a lot either, but I was always coming off the bench and I kind of embraced the role. And what I learned then was that when you're on the sidelines, you can see the game from like, you know, a third person perspective. Yeah. You can see everything that's going on. Yeah. And you can see where players are making mistakes or where there's a hole in the other team or mm-hmm. where your team is messing up. Yeah. And when I get my time to come in, I can easily fix that. Whatever yeah. the coach is, whatever he's saying on the sideline, I think I'm a vocal player as itself. I can go on and just talk to players and fix it. And whatever player I'm coming in for, I know what they're doing wrong and what to fix, and that's it. So what happened junior year, every time I come on the field, I played well. Because why? Because I had 60 minutes in the entire game to watch what was happening, mm-hmm. and I came on and you just fixed the problem. Yeah, so you very you learned throughout, because you right. you didn't start with these techniques, did you? No, no, no. Like these you just, learned from... These slowly come by, and I realized that just feeling sorry for yourself because you're not on the field, you're not starting. Yeah. So then you get on the field, and you're just mad at the coach, and you're just, oh, I should have been starting. Yeah. And you're thinking that while you're in the game, yeah. which is, that's it's the worst thing to think about. Your energy needs to be performing. It's a team sport. You yeah. need to win the game. Well, I think the biggest thing, and you hear it all the times in sports, is you want to be in the zone. Now, right. it sounds like such a, you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, I've heard that. Right. But there is, there is this zone. No, that is definitely a thing. Now, I want you to try and explain what the zone is mm-hmm. for you yeah. in one sentence. Put him on a spot. Put him on a spot. So it's when I when I'm playing and I'm not thinking. Okay. As much as that sounds, You're I'm just simply doing. I'm just doing. There isn't there isn't like a millisecond between what I'm thinking and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It's just like I just know what to do. Yeah. Like every everything. How do you explain this for non athletes or people that haven't been in this state? It's like when you're just working, or it's like. For example, when you're in the zone, time goes by really quickly. Yeah, absolutely. You don't realize... That's when the 90 minutes is up like... You don't realize like how quickly, wow, a half goes by. Mm-hmm. Or you can even be for like, you know, you could be cleaning your house. And like you're not thinking, you're just kind of, you know, listening to music, going through the motions. And all of a sudden, two hours go by. Well, it's those things. Spotless. Yeah, it's like yeah. you're not... You're not thinking about it. No, that's that's You're a very good doing, point. You know? it's, it's those things there's that no have become... such, there's the time is like fast forwarded. Yeah, you know, it, it feels like this when you after it happens. This is what it seems like. Yeah, it's like there was no time because you weren't thinking about. I oh, you know is there how many minutes left? You're just playing. Yeah, it's and you're those, not thinking about anything else. It's those tedious things that like have become muscle memory. Right. You know, like right. I know people who like knit or clean. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It just is like. It's like a relaxing, meditative thing. Right, right, right. And that kind of carries into, onto the field too. Yeah, yeah. Because then I'm just not thinking about it. I'm just playing. I'm not even, right. I'm not really realizing I'm tired. Yeah. When I'm not in the zone, right. I, I think about being tired. Yeah, that, that's another thing is like, it's probably the easiest with 
physical things is like mm-hmm. you just don't realize you're tired. No, like you, you just, just your mind is just you're thinking just, about you're it. just not tired. But it's important to point out that that doesn't just happen. Yeah, you need to train to that point where. Yeah your body is just ready and comfortable with mm-hmm. being tired that it just, it's not a thought anymore. Yeah. Like this is the normal state. Yeah. You know, and, and that also goes to show, um, you never want to show your opponents is another mental trick that you are tired. Yeah. No. Especially in a game like soccer where there's so much running and your legs start to go at the end it's of like the game. It's like feeding souls. It's taking souls. Taking exactly. souls. Taking yeah, souls. Taking yes, souls. Yeah. So David Goggins, or can I quote him every podcast? It seems like every episode. <laughs> Um, but he has this thing called taking souls and I love it because I guess it's kind of something I've always done in games and I've just fed off it and it just makes me even, it gives me more and more energy as the game goes on where mm-hmm. you think you'd be getting more tired. But when you're, when you have an opponent, you're just saying he's playing in your, the opposite position of you, or it could be in any sport, basketball, the person who's marking you, where you get to a point where you're kind of going at it with him, but then all of a sudden you see him put his shoulders down, puts his head down. He starts breathing his heavy, hands, hands on, on his knees, knees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hands on his hips. Yeah. Like it's at Arms this sweaty. moment where you have to break him. Yeah. You don't take it easy now. Like, okay, I can rest because he's tired. Yeah. But you take it up an extra level. You step on the jugular, right? You step on the jugular, exactly. You put the nail in the coffin because yeah. at this point, the next few minutes, you can take him out of his game and then you, you can win the game in the last, mm-hmm. say, 20, 30 minutes yeah. of the game. And sometimes this happens very early in games. You know, you could take someone, you could take someone's soul first five minutes. Like you back in the day, if you foul, if you got fouled a few times, right, and then you start crying to the ref, you're that's done. what they're gonna do. You're they're out of the keep game. Fouling me, yeah. You're out of the game. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't know where I'm going with this. Oh, back to the mental side. Yes. Yeah, so this is something you can do. It's just a mental trick: is never show the opponent you're tired. Yeah. That's something completely in, in control of you. And if you can just control your breathing, you know, for me, I like to just breathe through my nose if I have the chance. Shut your mouth, breathe through your nose, yeah. and within a few seconds, you calm down significantly, you're not as tired, you get your heart rate down, and then you go out again. I think a big area or a big time when you're susceptible to like getting your soul taken is after you've co- like committed a mistake yes. or one or two yep. mistakes. What do you do after you commit a mistake? Like what? Do you have like mm-hmm. a thing to you know get back in the zone to right. center yourself? Right, what right, do you right. do? Yeah, you just realize, okay, what, are, what am I doing wrong? What did I just do? A few bad passes maybe mm-hmm. is what it was. And then you just do the smallest things correct. Yeah, yeah. So it could be like a five-yard pass. Mm-hmm. Just make it a nice, clean But you get back pass. on the ball right away. And one, the biggest thing for me to stay in the game, even if I'm, you know, whatever, I'm, my, I'm, something's off, is communication. Yeah. If I just organize my team, that's something I try to do for 90 minutes every game because by doing this, I'm staying tuned in. I'm locked into the game. Because I have to organize people around and tell them, oh, there's a man here, left shoulder, right yeah, you're shoulder. you're playing quarterback. You're it's, like, it's playing yeah. quarterback, and you're organizing a team. By doing that, you're locked in the game. Yeah. So even if you're, you're making... You're not even this, allowing yourself to... I like, don't even have the ball, but I'm involved in the game. Yeah. And I'm having a positive impact on my team. You're not allowing yourself to get tuned out at all. No. And it's very that. easy when you're losing, and mm-hmm. this is something I, you're always fighting with, screw it. I don't need to talk. Someone else could do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I don't need to talk. This is... I don't want to talk here. I'm a little tired myself. Why should I keep talking and wasting energy? Yeah. But that's a mind. This is my job. Yeah. This is part. This is what the team needs me to do. It doesn't matter that my legs are tired, that I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. This is part of the. This is part of the job. This is what yeah. I signed up for. Yeah, I love you that. Know? I love that. You're really centering yourself and controlling what you can control and 
like you said, you don't even get a chance to take yourself out of the game. Right, right. You're like literally forcing yourself yeah. to always talk. At there's you can always say something. You yeah. can always whether it's just encouragement, you know, getting on someone that you think that can get something from. Like I know you. If you're out of it, just say a little something, and you're back in the game. Mm. Where some players, you don't need to say anything motivational. You just say, hey, you know, don't worry about it. Get yeah. the next one. And in their head, they're already their hardest, harshest critic, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just going to get back after it. Um, but is it something you do like that? So I have a little technique. So I guess going back into pregame too is I always put um, like some white tape around my left wrist. Mm-hmm. And I write two letters, JJ. So JJ stands for um, my oldest childhood best friend who passed away before I got my first contract. Uh, Jack Jackie back and uh, he was one of my biggest supporters to follow my dream and my best friend probably of all time you know and, and he passed away much too soon but he there was this aura and this way about him and it started a movement live like Jack and it's just kind of about being in the moment embodying that moment and so anytime I'm on the field I, if I'm, you know, making a couple mistakes, I'm out of it, I'm feeling like tired, I'm like, what am I doing? You know, the demons are arising. Right, right, right. I look down at my wrist and I just take like a couple of deep breaths. Mm-hmm. I remember why I play this game. I remember to have fun in the moment. Right. And I remember to live like Jack because, you know, you you never know how long you have. Not to, right. you know, flip this podcast real quick, but you, you never know how long you have. Facts. I never know how long I'm going to have playing this game. Right. You know, God forbid that. Tomorrow I can't play for whatever reason it may be. You gotta enjoy it. You gotta enjoy it. Whatever game like it's your last. Yeah, dude. Like you said, if someone told me, like, you get to play the most fun game in the world and get paid. Right. Like, you're fucking kidding. That's crazy. That's a joke. That's not real. That's That's a a joke. It's a joke. Exactly. But that's, I mean, that's kind of what I do is uh, along with trying to do the things that I can. Mm -hmm. Um, A big thing that I try to do, though, is if I'm making mistakes, I try to get right back on the ball. Right. Right. You know, don't shy I, away from it. No, don't shy away. Like you make a m- another mistake. The biggest mistake you can make after making a mistake is saying, "I don't, don't want to make it. any more yeah. mistakes." Yeah. That is the worst yes. thing you can do. Exactly. And I've and you know, looking back on games, I can see when oh, that moment happened. Sure. And then you'll I've you won't see me in the game well. for a little bit. No. Yeah. There'll be just time that goes by for me. You know, I won't be saying anything. I don't want the ball. Mm-hmm. I'm putting myself in a position where I'm not open. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not open, don't play me the ball, but I could have opened myself up and moved somewhere else where I could have gotten the ball. Yeah. And you're just staying tuned in and don't be afraid. Yeah. You know that book, uh, Who Moved My Cheese? Love this book. Man. By Spencer Johnson. The pay, the book is... It's an hour read. It's the shortest book I've ever read. It's, it's 94 pages, but I think 10 of those are just an intro, so 84 pages about. You can read it within an hour, and it's... I think every single person on earth should read that book. I think you can, for such a small book, so few words, there's so much said. Oh my gosh, there's so much content and so much wisdom. Like we could have an hour long discussion. Like a child could also read this. Well, they have child versions of this too. And exactly, we could talk about this book for hours. But essentially, how would you describe this book for someone who's, who's never, who's never read it? I mean... I don't want to ruin the book. Sell, but th- sell them to read it. Yeah, you know? it's just there. there's, <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> ridiculous, but there's mice and then there's these little people that live in this maze. You lost them. You lost them. <laughs> you lost them. <laughs> but essentially, essentially there's two people. One, one is, is scared to go out into the unknown and mm-hmm. the other one embraces change yeah. and he's, 
he's okay with going out and just, you know, exploring what's out there yeah. that he doesn't know, but just hoping that there's going to be something out there that is better than what he has now, even though if he doesn't know it, mm-hmm. there's something new. Yeah. And one of them doesn't want it, doesn't want anything to change. He wants to be comfortable. He wants to know what tomorrow is going to bring. And he's afraid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned a quote from it that it is amazing is that what would you do if you weren't afraid? Uh, if you had was, no fear. That was my most favorite quote from the book because, you know, I think that applies especially to this, this podcast right here. What would we do if we weren't afraid? If right. I was afraid, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have chose soccer. Right, we wouldn't have done this. I would have been comfortable doing something else. If I was afraid, you know, when I made a mistake, I wouldn't get back on the ball. You know how many right. times I've, you know, you score late goals when you've had shitty games. Right. You know? Right. And then you're the hero at the end of the and game. And you're the hero. But you had 89 it, minutes of you just one of your worst performances. Mm-hmm. The last minute you scored the game winner, you're a hero. Absolutely. But that's, honestly, I, I really commend that and respect that because right, right. you didn't click off enough for you to exactly. get taken off or you any of those things. You kept fighting past all your mistakes. You kept going. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's relatable. What would you do if you weren't afraid? I mean, anyone can relate that to their life. Yeah. There's always decisions that you make that, do you want to be comfortable and do what's easy? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to try something new or go somewhere where you're not sure? You know, for us, we took a jump. I didn't know what I was going into in Mongolia. We didn't know what we were coming to here in Germany. You're saying you weren't visualizing yourself in a hospital in Mongolia when you were in college? <laughs> you didn't visualize that beforehand? In a hospital in a war zone. The Germany thing is cool, but I swear to God, if, if you like wrote down, I'm going to play in Mongolia one day, no one would ever believe that. No, it's still unbelievable. We, never, that, we didn't talk too much about Mongolia. We're going we're gonna, to... Yeah. We, we you saved know, them. You know that game in elementary school where you had like the globe? You know, those circular globes, you could spin them. And then you would just you ever stop play the it game on one? And you stop it on yeah. your finger. <laughs> like, you never wanted to land on Mongolia. In fact, you probably never did. Well, you probably just kind of move your finger a little bit. Yeah, like you if you land, you just go was. to China or you go to Russia. Yeah, you just kind of like move your finger a little like bit Like not to once, left. but you ever have your finger no. on Mongolia. No, you wouldn't. to be there. No. Dude, I, I mean, you went to Mongolia. That's, that's mental. That is mental, and that is the name of this episode. Hey! Hey, the mental! What a segue! The mental side, yeah, great segue. The mental side, yes. Yeah, so folks, uh, remember, like and subscribe to this, you know, plug it and pass it. Download the pod. Download the pod. Remember to follow us on Instagram. What's our Instagram handle? Um... At Footwork Podcast. At Footwork underscore podcast. At Footwork oh, underscore Jesus. podcast. Man, I don't even know. Shouts out to the Dream Team or we're working behind the scenes. Yes, yes they are still uh, legally bound to uh, some sticky contracts. We did. We, we, we worked one contract out so we can give a shout out to our Minister of Foreign Affairs. Yeah. Tyler Krill. Tyler Krill. Um, he does pretty much everything. Make sure to like him on Instagram. Yeah. I think it's T Krill. T. Krill. I think that's his... Or I think it's at Footwork Podcast Minister of Foreign Affairs. We got to make that now. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, keep passing it. Yeah, keep, keep giving us things it. to... You know, we like the, the shout-outs like you guys give. We like yeah. the shout-outs. And uh, anything you guys want to hear, please let us know what you're interested in hearing. I mean, there's a lot that sometimes we don't think about, you know, that we don't think it's interesting, but it's something that, you know, you have no idea about or you've never heard before. You like What? Um, Sean, they've listened long enough. Can you can you stop yeah. with the run on? No, no, no. I got something. Oh man, this better be good.
Fun fact in Mongolia. Okay. You can buy a brand new Prius for two thousand dollars. Two thousand U.S. dollars. Yes. Brand You're new. You're joking. No. They have some sort of a deal. Toyota has a deal with Mongolia, and that's why everyone and their mother has a Prius in Mongolia. Wow. I mean, if you don't have a horse, you have a Prius. It's pretty much one of the. It's horse or Prius <laughs> yeah. on the road. Yeah. Wow, you got that nice two thousand four. No horse. joke. And and they they drive reckless on the roads. They have a three lane road. It's easily six lanes. Oh my god! It's chaos. What about like intersections? Like, dude, you'll be you'll be driving down the road, and like the person next to you will ask for a lighter, and you just hand them a lighter, they hand it back. Like that's how close you are, and like people get scratches on their cars, and it's nothing. It's like, can we drive? Yeah, and you just go. That's crazy. Like it is chaos. You think New York City is chaos? This is like, New York City is like nothing. Dude, I gotta say I that can't was. Even explain it. That was worth it. You know that was if you've. But yeah, if you, you wanted to know a fact long. like that, I kind of ruined that one for you. But I got plenty of those. Fun fact Maybe about was... Australia is that there's no Burger King, but it's called Happy Jacks because mm. they couldn't get the licensing for Burger King for some reason. Okay. So it, Happy Jacks is Burger King. It has the Whopper. It has all that shit, but it's called Happy Jacks. Dude, this conversation right now is mental. If you made it this far, we fuck with you. Good on you, mate. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Good on you, mate. Yeah, so look out. <laughs> episodes every Monday. New yes. content coming. New content Shout out the is Dream coming team. out. Make sure you stay tuned on the Instagram for that, on that gram. Um, yeah, so until next time. Keep moving forward. Keep learning. And make your own path. Adios, muchachos. Cheers. This is Footwork. <laughs> Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way.